Welcome to Lunch Plus. Thank you for being here. It is Thursday and we have an awesome episode in store for you today. I'm, I'm bracing myself for it. What, what's happening today, buddy? A lot of unfortunate things. <laughs> We're going to be starting off with the lemon challenge, which actually will be fortunate because I'm not participating in that one. <laughs> After that, we have our Q&A session. Uh, I believe with me and Pastor Brian, it's going to be awesome. Um, that, that's the session where we answer your questions. After Q&A, we will be doing what's unfortunate, the most unfortunate of all. Uh, who? And then after that, we, we will be going into the next installment of The Man Who Would Be King. It's going to be a good day. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> It'll be I, a very entertaining day. It will be a very entertaining day. Like, as someone who's participating, I, I've needed to pray up for today's broadcast. But it's going to be great for you. <laughs> we thank you so much for being on. As you're coming on, make sure that you comment. Tell us who you are, where you're watching from, so that way we can say hello to you. This is family chat time. So Johnny says, hey, Kevin. Hello, Kevin. Pastor Nicole hi. says, hi. hi. Serena. Hi. John says, hola. Buddy says, hi, in Star Trek. And then Priscilla says that she is listening from the car. It's good to have y'all on with us. Thank you for being here. And as you know, during family chat time, we like to ask you questions and just chit chat. So in, in the spirit of Buddy really enjoying all of these questions, the randomness continues. Question number one. Super enjoy this. Have you ever put paper clips, ooh, in your teeth in order to pretend you had braces? Ooh. <laughs> no. I didn't do this. <laughs> but, but Marky, are you saying you used to do this? Marky yeah. used to do this. Interesting. That is interesting. Well, just on her lip. William was like, no, I just have braces. <laughs> Holly says no. Uh, Holly says that is weird. It is Thank weird. Thank you. I, I agree. There was a Kevin. <laughs> Kevin's ashamed. Kevin's See, in the background going like this right I, now. I like, feel like when we ask these questions initially, we shouldn't like boldly be like, oh, that's so weird. Why would it? Because then the people who do do it will just be like, I just said do do. They'll be like... <laughs> No, I would never do something like that. I appreciate your humility, Kevin. John says no. Abby says no. So Rachel says nope. And then Lisa, we love you. Thank you for hopping on and sharing the broadcast. Thank you so much. You have a blessed day, too. We love you. I remember the first time I ever saw someone with braces. I was probably like three or four years old. And, um, and I was like, what's on your teeth? And I think he was a teenager because he, he said, oh, my mom tried to staple my mouth shut and she missed. And That's I'm like, awesome. oh my goodness. She, he was like, yeah, she says I talk too much. <laughs> and I completely believed That's him 100%. Awesome. I thought he was telling the truth. I was like, tell my mom, like, someone tried to staple his mouth shut. That's so funny. Debbie says, um, no. I didn't either. I had braces for seven years, so there was no need to pretend. It just was my life. Mm -hmm. um, okay, question number two. Did you ever pack a suitcase and pretend to run away from home? I, I, I did this. I did this, yes. I, TV taught me lots of things as a child, <laughs> and I remember watching like things on television of somebody doing that and being like, I'm going to do that. So my mom actually has a letter that I wrote where I'm like, L I give all of my possessions to my <laughs> younger brother. I'll, I'm leaving. Like, it, it's so dramatic. So like, I feel like if I ever have a kid and they write a letter like that and pretend to leave, I'm, I'll take this <laughs> and I'll be like, sign this. <laughs> all right, everything you have is now your brother's. <laughs> 
Rachel says no. Kevin and Holly both say yes. Abby says no. <laughs> Abby and Rachel were reared in the ways of the Lord. Um, <laughs> William says, I walked boldly to my backyard and then wanted a ham and cheese sandwich. <laughs> Serena says, nope. Serena was also reared in the things of the Lord. <laughs> there, there was one time I didn't run away, but I just like got upset I was a teenager and I just like went out of the house and I'm like I'm gonna sleep on this bench tonight at like a park that was not far from my house huh. and then and then I look and a skunk walks right under the bench <laughs> and stops for like two minutes <laughs> and then walks away and I'm like I'm going home <laughs> then, I, then I went home. I'm like this isn't my this is not the life for me John Napier says, I walked down the street, got hungry, and came home. Hunger pain came at the wrong time. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I, so, Brian Nicole Wright, I don't know which one of the pastors there's, it is. There's no purple heart. There is no purple heart. Um, but it says mama, which leads me to believe that we're talking about it's Pastor, Pastor Nicole. So, never packed the bag, considered it once, but started crying when I imagined my mama finding I was gone and her crying. Oh, Aww. how sweet. I, yeah, I, I definitely. There did. it is. <laughs> yep, there it is. <laughs> okay, question number three. Have you ever hidden, I almost started, have you ever wondered, <laughs> have you ever hidden things in a store so that someone wouldn't find it and buy it? Yes, both as a child and as an adult. I feel for like. For different <laughs> reasons now. I feel like this is one of those things that all the girls will say yes and all the, oh, no, Will, Will said yes. <laughs> Marky says yes. William says yes. Holly says yes. Johnny Rachel says, okay. says yes. Johnny says yes. Wow. <laughs> Kevin says yes. <laughs> Come on. I, John I, says yes. Okay, I guess I'm the only person who's never done this. So I did this as like a kid to hide things so that way somebody else, Paul says yes. That way wow. somebody else wouldn't buy them. But now as an adult, I do this in bookstores with books mm. that are unbiblical and are just full of the devil. Uh, I hide them in the stores. Like I, I turn them around and put other books in front of them mm -hmm. and I, I hide them. There you go. So that's, George really enjoys it. <gasps> Evangelist Mark, it's so good to have you on. Thank Welcome. you for being here. Um, <laughs> Pastor Nicole says she does this. John Napier says, I always enjoy finding the things someone else hid. <laughs> <laughs> Paul says that he went back and someone found it. <laughs> That's, That's so funny. Like, where would you hide it? That's Like, like where do you hide it? Like, you never did this? No. Like, I'm just thinking, like, do you, like, shove it underneath, like... Yeah. Shel shelves well, or something? No, and, I then, didn't. and then pull it out and it's all dusty? I didn't go that yeah. hard with it, but like I would hide it behind toys that clearly nobody else wanted. Ah. So like I'd hide it like for clothes, I'd shove mm. it behind like the ugly, nasty sweaters that nobody's mm. looking at, or I'd mix it in with stuff that it clearly didn't belong there, or okay. stuff that it looked kind of similar to. That's what I would do. There uh, were strategies. Okay. Aren't there people that work there that their job is to make sure things are in the right place? Oh, I'm sure. And I'm <laughs> sure that it's not beneficial to them when this happens. That's true. Okay. Right. Um, like this does, yes. I, this, I've never done this. But I also worked in retail, so I yeah. always appreciated finding somebody else doing this. I'm like, oh, I, I'm going to ruin you, this for you. <laughs> I would. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> The shelf oh, of misfit toys. That's so funny. Okay. Next question. Have you ever put coins in your mouth? I just enjoy your face right now. I mean, I have a taste in my mouth that I can think of when I read that, so I must have. 
I can like I can taste that question. <laughs> I can taste it. So I had to have done it at some point. John says that going back to the shelf one. John says really quickly that people like us are why they have jobs. <laughs> Abby says ew. Kevin says he's done it. Holly says when she was a child. William says he did. John says no. Johnny says yes as a kid. Murky says she thinks she has. Rachel says no, I don't think so. Paul says yes. Like these are rapid yeah, fire right say. now. Like, Pastor Nicole says ew. No. Do you know how many people have touched that penny? That's a so legitimate concern. <laughs> as as a kid, I did do this. And I remember at like six or seven years old thinking, I'm going to clean my pennies right now. And that's how I did. Really? Yep. I like would put them in my mouth oh. and then like wash them. Yep. I was a gross kid. Mm. Oh. Is there I another question? <laughs> I can share these stories publicly now because I'm married and George chose to be with me. So, so I have no shame. <laughs> you, you don't have to impress anyone. Then. I don't. Like that. that's fact. I did that. Yeah. yeah like I can <laughs> like, no, like you see like. Pennies are disgusting. Yes. Pennies are nasty. And like, yeah. Yeah. It's like okay. cleaning uh. your shoes with your tongue. <laughs> I feel like I it's didn't worse do that. than that. I didn't do that. It's like, it's like. Worse than that. It's like cleaning a piece of gum that was stuck to the highway for like a year with your tongue. That's Imagine, what it sounds more like to me. But like, think of all the places your shoes go. Would you rather lick the bottom of your shoe, like clean the bottom of your shoe? With your tongue or like shove pennies in your mouth? I would rather lick the bottom of my shoe. <laughs> <laughs> John Napier look how clean says, that no is. condemnation. See, look, look at that. that. That looks good to me. Serena says, I have an excellent immune system now. Truth. Mm -hmm. Marky says she'd rather her shoe. Okay, here's, here's where I'm going with this. So your shoes, think of all the bathrooms, all the gas station bathrooms you've walked into and all the fecal matter and like all the stuff that's in the bottom in those gas mm -hmm. stations. Think of where your shoes go. But think, think of, of all the, the welcome mats that you've scraped a lot of that off of your shoes, but then pennies just have it caked on and on and on and on. I don't see all the people's like pockets, all the people's pennies. wallets, all the pennies that have been left on the ground for for ages and then someone picked it up. Uh, see, look, lick my shoe, lick my shoe, lick a lot of people would rather lick the shoe. This sounds like like some sort of challenge, like lick my shoe. <laughs> like. All right. Our next segment is lick the shoe. No. Although, maybe. <laughs> Although, maybe. That, we can add that to the, to the what's unfortunate for today. Ew. Can we? No. Can we, though? No. Uh -uh. Everyone say no because they have to participate in it. <laughs> Johnny I, says pennies because he knows where his shoes have been. We should have them vote. <laughs> Think of all the plumber's hands that have been on the money. Think of where the plumber's shoes have gone. Think of the sewer workers that have to like go traipse around down in like the sewers and all that nasty stuff. I know John. John says think of all those people who used those bathrooms and didn't wash their hands and touch the penny you put your mouth on. I understand. However, I'm saying that shoes are nowhere like I feel like they're right tied. I I I know where my shoes walk through, and I've, yeah, no, I still think I'd rather do it with, uh, with a penny than a shoe at this point in time. Right. I still feel. You have the right to your opinion. It's true. So, Thank there we go. Thank you for joining. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mind that awkward. No, today, as we are wrapping up, we just thank you so much for being on with us. Kevin says, <laughs> Kevin says, I'll lick a penny right now. Um, <laughs> Do it. <laughs> as you are 
hopping on. Make sure that you share the broadcast. <coughs> it is going to be a great one. Mm -hmm. We're going to be coming back in about 30 seconds with our lemon challenge. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> whoop, whoop. I'm excited. I'm real excited. This is going to be fun. Because Buddy's not playing. I know. <laughs> That's why I'm excited. It's going to be awesome. Oh, goodness. So thank you for being on. We will be back in 30 seconds. See you soon. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you guys for being on with us. We have an awesome episode in store for you. We are about to dive into the lemon challenge, but let me tell you what we have in store for you today. Right now, it's lemon challenge. Up next, we are going to have Bible questions, Bible Q&A. If you have questions about the Word of God, about anything spiritual, go ahead and put your questions in the comments. We'll be answering them as we go. And then after... <laughs> After that, we, we have what's unfortunate, and that's going to be a great one. So thank you for being on with us. We burst into laughter right there because Buddy, like, tripped over a cord or something, and it was... And ran away limping. It, I, I'm so sorry. We can't recreate it, but it was, it was great. Okay, so today's lemon challenge... In each bowl are three full lemons that are quartered. And the challenge is to see how many lemons we can eat in two minutes' time. Okay. And what, define eat. Like eat. Like seeds? I have to like Not I have to like seeds. take a bite. I have to like take a bite and swallow it. Yes. Bowl. Like the rind is all that can be left. Okay. We're gonna get a lot of vitamin C today. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh -huh. I, so I don't enjoy, who do you think is going to win this? Go ahead and put that in the comments, who you think is going to win the lemon challenge. Um, Marky, Marky's feeling spunky today. She was not feeling as spunky yesterday about this, so I feel like her spunk ha gives her an advantage right now. But I don't, do any of you love lemons? No. Like, is this an exciting thing for you? I like lemonade, <laughs> but not lemons. Lemon is what I use to force myself to drink water sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I, mm, it's, you put salt on it, honey? Holly said? It's just straight lemon. There's nothing else on it. Scary it's just straight win. lemon. So I, like, I, I appreciate the votes of confidence in myself, but I'm just letting you know right now, I don't even enjoy eating grapefruit. Mm. And this is above grapefruit. I so. feel like you're going to win. Yeah, you did really well with the warhead challenge. I'm going to win, guys. Vote for me I believe and I will make you happy. <laughs> <laughs> vote for Marky. 100% vote for Marky. Um, Pastor Nicole is endorsing Serena. She says that she thinks that she's got this. It's not spicy, it's not so spicy. it's in the bag. Okay. okay. So we have... Oh, that's a big piece. We have... <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I, like, I really want to keep stalling because I don't super okay. want to do this. Go okay. On. on, we have two minutes. 
On the count of three. One, two, three. Oh, that's so gross. Oh, uh -uh. I'm crying a little bit. Not worth it. Yeah. Blah. Blah. Guys, like I'm I don't know how you're doing this. I blah. Mm. It tastes a little good. Mm-mm. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's stinging my tongue. Yeah, it's not good. Mm. Pretty sure my mascara is running a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-mm. Mm. Mm. This is disgusting. I think this is worse than the hot sauce challenge. Actually. This is no. Yeah. This is getting up there with warheads. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Look at you eating this. Mm. I've like quit eating and I've basically just started biting into them. Blah. I gotta get the out. Like, Blah. I'm super impressed with you. Mm mm. Mm mm. So we maybe mm -mm. have some napkins over here. Mm mm. We're yeah. gonna win, guys. It's not too late to vote for me. Mm mm. Uh uh. It's not going to be me. Like, I'm just, ugh. Mm. Mm -mm. My tongue is, like, rejecting what's happening. Like, as I'm biting, mm. Okay, as I'm biting into it, it's remembering the, the warhead challenge, mm -hmm. and it's like, don't do it. Don't. Do okay, we're done. It's, it's Marky. Marky by a landslide. Because you actually straight up ate them. I just started biting into them. Like, I, I, I quit about halfway through that. Look at you. I got a silent Impressive. applause from our cameraman. Okay, speaking of our cameraman, our cameraman needs to come up here. So this is why William did not participate today, because watch what's about to happen. Just start eating them. William just eats lemons. Yeah, hop in behind. This is... Ugh. Like, William is just going to start eating these. He asked me if he could have all the leftovers so he could feast upon them. It's not Take a bad it. flavor. I mean, how? Like, my, look at this right now. Like, he, he's, like, eating them. Enjoying it. How does your tongue feel right now? Fine. My, my cheeks burn. <laughs> <laughs> I, think I, I think I got a little bit and my cheeks burn. Oh, my gracious. Wow. Well, uh, okay. This is yeah. why William can't play because William's just <laughs> eating these. Well, don't eat those. Don't eat those. That's to put your other oh, that one in. Vanessa, Vanessa commented, "Does anyone else notice how much spit up actually occurs on this show?" <laughs> <laughs> True. It's a lot. It's ugh. Mine was probably nasty. Mm -hmm. So, those of you that voted for Marky, great job because she totally did. Do you want to see how many more you can just keep eating? Like, I was that enjoyable more. for you? It wasn't bad. I can do more. I had no. flashbacks to the warheads, and yeah. my teeth feel all, like, rough. I don't know if that makes No, like, as I bit into it, my mm -hmm. tongue remembered the warheads, mm -hmm. and it was like, don't do this. Mm -mm. Your mouth just healed. Don't do this. And it was, it was not, it was not pleasurable. Okay, well, Marky, way to go.
champ. Well done. Marky's our reigning champion on the lemon challenge. We're probably going to pit her against William next time, so that would be quite fun to watch. But right now, it is time for Bible Q&A. We thank you for watching. Stick around. Send in your questions that you have. What things do you want to see answered from the Bible, from anything spiritual? Pop it in right now. We love you. Time for Bible Q&A. What is up, everyone? Welcome to uh, Q&A, or questions and answers. Uh, we, this, is, this is a segment that I really enjoy um, because one of the things that we really want to do here on the What's Right broadcast is we want to know where you're at. We want to know your heart. We want to know uh, the questions that you're, that you're asking about God, about the Bible, about Christianity, about life. Um, and we want to we take some time to really directly answer those questions so that we can hear your heart, so that we can know how we can better minister to you, uh, and so that you can have a growing understanding. One of our confessions is that we grow in, in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man. And, and so as, as we are doing this broadcast, we want you to grow in wisdom. We want you to ask questions. It's, it's a good thing to ask questions into, because it gives you the ability, well, first and foremost, it shows that there's a humility in you that, hey, I want to learn. I want to grow. I, wanna, I want, you know, the Word of God to become real in my life. And so, and that's why we have this segment. So as we're going to dive into some of these questions, we have a couple questions that were asked last week that we're going to start getting into. Uh, but also, um, if you have any questions about God, the Bible, any of these things, I want to encourage you, put it in the comments, send us a message, uh, send us an e email, you know, just reach out to us because we, we want to answer your questions. Uh, but, uh, but before we start answering the questions, uh, this is something that Pastor Brian shared last week, and it's really important for us to, to, to really take a hold of as we're doing uh, these question and answer segments, is that as we answer the questions, as, as we're asking questions, Ultimately, what the most important thing we need to ask ourselves is, what does the Bible say about this? Uh, because it's in the Bible that we'll be able to create, create pure and true doctrine. It's in the Bible that we'll be able to, to really formulate answers to the questions that are rooted not just in our own understanding, but in the Word of God. Uh, you know, if, if you ask a question, you know, about God or the Bible or anything, and, and, there's, and the answer that's given to you isn't rooted in Scripture, uh, be careful. You know, it, it's important for us to, to bring Scripture into the, bring Scriptures in, into our answers. And, and I'm going to be completely honest with you. I don't know everything. <laughs> I, like, I don't have all the answers, but I know the Word of God does. And, and one of the things that I, I've determined in my heart to do is, is I never want to say I don't know to the same question twice. Uh, if, so if someone asks you a question and you don't, genuinely don't know the answer, it's okay to say, I don't know. But, but say, hey, I don't know, but let me go study the Word of God. Let me go ask my pastor. Let me go see what they have to say about this, and then I'll get back to you. You know, that, that's, that's a good way to, to, to just walk through life and, to, and, as you're, and as you're just growing and maturing in the Lord. You know, uh, God has given you pastors to teach you and equip you uh, for this. And Pastor Brian will be here in just a couple minutes, but let's just dive into that first question. Um, uh, one of the questions that we were asked last week, and again, if you have any questions, feel free to put them in the comments. But one of the questions we were asked last week was, how were people... Actually, you know what, we'll, we'll start with this one. 
If God is the creator of all things good and holy, what was the source of Satan's rebellion? I'm going I'm to ask that again. If God is the source of all things good and holy, then what was the source of Satan's rebellion? And, and in this question, you know, we, see, we recognize that the Bible says that, uh, the Bible says that uh, every good and perfect gift comes from God. But I just wanted to share with you a couple of scriptures here. Um, and I, uh, or here, let me, let me just look through this real quick. Uh, in 1 John 1, 5, this is the message that we have heard from him and announced to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. We, we need to first and foremost, you know, understand that if God is light and in him is no darkness at all, you know, what's the source of Satan's, re, Satan's rebellion? It did not come from God because God is light and there's no darkness in God. God. God is not the author of bad things. God is not the author of darkness. He's not the author of unrighteousness or, or unwickedness. He's, he's not the, the source of, of the problem. He's the source of the solution. When he sent Christ, he was bringing, the, the Bible says in John chapter 1, that uh, the light came into the world. But uh, I, I want to read to you this, Genesis 1, 31. And God saw all that he made, and behold, it was very good. And there was evening and morning on the sixth day. Everything, hello, hey. welcome. Everything that God created was good. It was very good. Uh, and, and you actually begin, but, but when, as we're talking about, you know, where, where's the source of Satan's rebellion? Uh, you it's actually really cool because in the book of Ezekiel, the Bible actually talks about uh, what Satan, how Satan was originally created, and how Satan came to being, and how his rebellion came to be. Did you want to? Did you want to get into that, or do you want me to keep going? It's in Ezekiel 28. Well, I would say go there mm -hmm. and uh, just look at it because he's yeah. talking about uh, Satan and he's mm -hmm. talking about how he's in the garden. Yeah. And he's been there for quite some time. But yeah. the original question is, you know, how did he come to be bad? And yeah. it actually says it right there. One thing that I would point out is this, is do you remember in the New Testament, what is the root of all evil? Put that in the comments real quick. The root of all evil. Anybody remember? What's the root of all evil? It's very interesting because it ties into this question. Hmm. So what you see is that, number one, can God be bad or can he create bad? No. Yeah. And uh, one thing to also look at is that the Bible does not answer every single question uh, that we would ever have. It doesn't, it doesn't answer every single question. A lot of people think it, it should. But if God doesn't answer it, he, he doesn't answer it. But here's the thing. We don't want to make up stuff. We yeah. just want to go... Uh, with what the word says and so yeah. basically like what you were saying just a second ago the standard has to be the word yeah and so when you're answering questions you don't just try to go make up stuff if the word doesn't go there then we shouldn't go there in that mm -hmm. way we shouldn't try to go beyond that and then make up what you know what we think it ought to be yeah. but basically we know this from the scriptures first john 1 5 that you said earlier that uh, in God there is no darkness at all. And mm. then at the end of Genesis, when he had created everything, mm. it says, the word says and gives us the standard, everything he made was good. Yeah. So Lucifer, actually, when he made Lucifer, he was good. And it talks about it here in uh, Ezekiel 28. Mm -hmm. And it says, uh, it says this in verse 13. It says, you were in Eden, the garden of God, talking about Lucifer. Every precious stone was your covering. 
the ruby, the topaz, and the diamond, the beryl, and the onyx, and the jasper, the lapis, the lazuli, the turquoise, and the emerald, and the gold, and the workmanship of your settings and sockets was in you. On the day that you were created, they were prepared. You were the anointed cherub who covers, and I placed you there. You were on the holy mountain of God. You walked in the midst of the stones of fire. I mean, Lucifer saw some stuff, mm -hmm. but at some point he decided, uh, this is not enough for me, I want more. Well, don't you notice that that's the same sin that he passed on to Eve and Adam in the garden. Yeah. You know, he's like, you, you want more. you got to be like God. He's yeah. holding it back. So he had gotten his own self deceived uh, by not taking his thoughts captive, yeah. it looks like. And uh, so he had gotten himself deceived that he needed more. He, look at what he had. Look yeah. at what he had. Now watch this. He said, verse 15, now this is the Holy Ghost in Scripture saying this about Lucifer. Yeah. You were blameless in your ways from the day you were created. Yeah. You were blameless from yeah. the day you were created. So God didn't create them that way yeah. until unrighteousness was found in you. Yeah. Now, I, it's going to give us a, a you know, portion of how that happened, but uh, how did he actually take on that? Did he not take his thoughts captive? We can see some of the symptoms of the deception mm -hmm. now. Yeah. We can see some of those symptoms. Uh, but do we know exactly? We don't know exactly you know, what transpired or how it transpired. I've not found any scripture yet to back that. But let me show you what led him there. Then the very next verse. So what does it say? God made him perfect. God made him blameless. Yeah. God, God made Lucifer just like that. But then it says, until unrighteousness was found. So at some point, uh, iniquity is how the King James says it. Mm -hmm. Iniquity and unrighteousness was found in him. Yeah. Uh, in verse 16, look here. By the abundance of your trade, you were internally filled with violence and you sinned. Mm -hmm. Therefore, I have cast you as profane from the mountain of God, and I have destroyed you, O covering cherub, from the midst of the stones of fire. Your heart was lifted up because of your beauty. You corrupted your wisdom by reason of your splendor. I cast you to the ground, which Jesus spoke of. I saw him fall like lightning. I put you before kings that they may see, see you. The multitude of your iniquities in the unrighteousness of your trade, you profane the sanctuaries. Therefore, I brought fire from the midst of you, and it has consumed you, and I've turned you to the ashes of the earth and in the eyes of all who see you. So one of the things that you see is that Lucifer was involved in some kind of trade and like mm -hmm. a kingdom and a heavenly trade. And then we look at that verse and it says, you know, the love of money is the root of all evil. So you can see where evil entered into all because of Lucifer's love of money. That's and uh, in his trade, that's, uh, that's what led him to that iniquity. Mm -hmm. And he became prideful uh, because he was beautiful. In other words, he started to worship the gift instead of the gift giver. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is one of the things that we have to watch. We can yeah. fall for the same thing if we don't give God the glory and recognize him as the source. That's Amen. Good. Yeah, it reminds me of uh, what James said in James chapter 1, you know, going back to the question, did God plant that unrighteousness? James right. 1 says, let no one 
113 uh, says, Let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. Yes. But each one, when he is tempted, when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Uh, so, and that's when he goes on, you know, to say, well, I'll just re read it all out. Then when uh, he is tempted, he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then when the desires conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. Don't be deceived, my beloved brethren. Every good and perfect gift comes from above. Yes. So like, so when you're looking at, at Satan, you know, or Lucifer, God wasn't the one who planted that in him so that we could have some big bad guy that we yeah. can blame for our problems. Yeah. No, Lucifer, something that... W like he he chose to 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 bring that into into reality. He chose yes. to bring that into being because God cannot tempt anybody. Yes. So there's no way that that was sent by God. It was something that exactly. he that he brought up out of himself. Yeah, yeah. He he somewhere iniquity. He allowed somewhere for iniquity mm. uh, to be in him and on him, and he accepted it mm. instead of telling it no. Yep. And uh, so that actually needs to be back on us for another few minutes. So okay. uh, the second question was this, was that, uh, you know, how did, how was the question worded exactly? Um, how were people saved before Christ? How were people saved before Christ? That's a great question. Yeah. You so, know it, right? Just like that. Well, I just looked it up. <laughs> um, wait, you mean the answer or yeah, the question? Yeah, the answer. Oh. You faith. know it just right off. <laughs> faith. Were they saved before Christ? Well, um, de <laughs> de define saved. Uh, obviously, they were made righteous. Yeah. Um, they were made. They were righteous because Abraham believed God and it was accredited to him as righteous. But he wasn't in heaven um, yes. before Christ. Before Christ came down and. Yeah. Well, one of the things I think what they're getting at is mm -hmm. everybody that was before the time of Christ. How do they get born again and go to heaven? Is, yeah, I think what they're looking at. Yeah. And uh, that's a great question. That's that's mm -hmm. one that a lot of people, yeah. um, a lot of people, you know, will ask. And both of these questions are interesting because it doesn't tell us specifically, you mm -hmm. know, like here's yeah. the process that happened. Yeah. But obviously, God is such a good God; He doesn't want anyone to perish. Yeah. It's not like everybody before Jesus just like, oh well, you were at before Jesus, so good luck, you know. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't leave them hanging like mm -hmm. that. But here's one thing that I want you to see is that in Revelation it talks about many times uh, that the places of hell uh, are a prison, mm -hmm. right? And there, there was a prison that was set up ahead yeah. of time. However, God had made, you remember Jesus said to the thief on the cross, he said, today you will be with me in paradise. Yeah. And then to the rich man and the beggar Lazarus, mm. uh, the rich man could see over into what he called Abraham's bosom. Yeah. And so there was a holding place there, mm -hmm. uh, but they had to stay until Christ uh, was re resurrected from the dead mm. and applied the blood for all mankind. Mm. One sacrifice, once for all. Yeah. It says, notice that, once for all, uh, which includes yeah. the people beforehand. Mm. And so in Isaiah 42, 7, it says this, talking about Jesus, is he says, to open the blind eyes and bring out the prisoners mm. from the dungeon and those who dwell in darkness from the prison. Uh, so uh, one of the things that you see here is that uh, part of Jesus' goal and job 
was to take people from a prison and relieve them. Yeah. Not just the prison of bondages that we may face, but how about these guys that were being held until Jesus applied the blood? Yeah. Well, then you have a very important verse over in 1 Peter uh, chapter 3 and verse 19. And I hope that this has, uh, I hope that this has helped some yeah. people. And I uh, hope this answers your question because they were good questions. First uh, Peter three nineteen says, or we'll go to verse eighteen. For Christ also died for sins once for all, uh, once for all, that the just for the unjust. So Christ died as just for the unjust, right? Just for the unjust, so that he might what? He might bring us to God, having been put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit. So this is the process of people being born again, is he died so that we who had death would now have life, and he that had life would now have death. So it was a, a substitution. Yeah. Verse 19, in which, in what we just talked about, also he went and made proclamation to the spirits now in prison who once were disobedient when the patience of God kept waiting in the days of Noah during the construction of the ark, in which a few, that is eight persons, were brought safely through the water. So what you see is he's referring to a time before him, and they were in prison, and God waited patiently till Christ had arrived, uh, had arrived and applied the blood, and then once he had applied the blood, Jesus went and he proclaimed uh, to the people that were in prison. So the common um, thinking on that is that once Jesus actually had died and applied the blood, he preached the gospel to them that were in prison, that were in a paradise or in Abraham's bosom, and they believed on him, those who were righteous, they believed on him and went to heaven. So that's what it, it looks like. So, Amen? Amen. Glory to God. We hope that that answered your question. I think they're getting ready to do something crazy. Something unfortunate. Are you a part of this? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, he is. Yes, so. he is. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Thank you guys for joining yeah. us for this segment of Q and A. Um, if you ha again, if you have any questions, yeah. make sure you reach out to us. Put it in the comments. You can even do it right now, and we'll and we'll yeah. make sure that we do our best to answer it next week. But as for right now, it's time to move on over to what's unfortunate. Let me uh, before we do that. Okay. I know they were on the button. I probably just stopped them. <laughs> Go to whatsright.com and you can leave us a message there, leave us a question, leave us prayer requests, leave us a, uh, just a testimony of what God's doing. You can all, do all of that at whatsright.com or you can uh, send us a message on Facebook or YouTube. Yeah. Uh, but we want to hear from you in that. Whatever questions that you have, send yeah. them in and uh, we'll answer them for you. So that always, if you want to, uh, kind of the hub of contact will be at whatsright.com. Yeah. Uh, but we love you, and I'm looking forward to watching this. <laughs> Glory to God. Y'all ready? Yeah. What's unfortunate? Hello, hello, hello. So Hi. it is time for What's Unfortunate. We're back. On today's installment, this is live, this is not pre-recorded, so everything we're about to do that could be unfortunate 
is about to be done. It's about to be done right in front of your eyes. Okay, so in this cup, I have all four of our names. And here's how we're going to do it. You and Marky, Serena, Buddy, each draw a name, and whatever is left in the cup is the person. The person. I don't like going. that. Um, <laughs> in okay. front of us, as we're drawing, there are three plates, and underneath are three very unfortunate things, one of which we'll have to choose. Marky, who is in, who does not have to play the game today? Buddy. Buddy wow. does not have to play. It's interesting that you, okay. Serena, who does not have to play today? Marky. <laughs> Buddy, who does not have to play today? Why are you having for me? Serena, which means I have to play today. All right. Which works. Well, this is going to be awesome because... I concocted it. I know. That's why it's awesome. So underneath... Praise God. Underneath these plates, they're labeled 321. Underneath them are the options of either a mayonnaise-filled Oreo with sriracha. There is the option of a peanut butter sandwich with very spicy peppers and cloves of garlic. And then there's what I call dessert pizza, which is microwave deep dish pizza, pickles, and strawberry frosting with chocolate sauce. You probably can't see it on the on the screen, but Barrett's leg is like bouncing really <laughs> not heavily. Not super stoked about. Like very heavily. It's, it's, it's okay, I need to not touch the table. Um, <laughs> I'm just so, so relieved right now. I'm so relieved. So, Marky wants somebody else to have to go after, so I think Marky gets the sandwich if I don't get it. That's what I just decided. Okay. Oh, I want, honestly the sandwich sounds good. I want number, you and Marky can share it. Okay, I want number, number one, that's what I want. All right. It's a little heavy. Good. I have a feeling that might be a dessert deep As long as it's not the Oreo, that's yeah. really how you're about. <laughs> yeah. There it is. Dessert pizza. Pizza. Do you see how nasty this looks? Mm. Like, look at how oh, disgusting. It's leaking. Oh, it's oh. leaking. And I'll it's watch everywhere. this hospitality team. Don't worry. I'm, oh. <laughs> how, do, how does it smell? Do you smell? Have to eat the whole thing? Wait, so what, yes. remind me, what all's on that? It is microwave deep dish cheese mm. pizza. Pickles, dill pickles, chocolate sauce, and strawberry frosting. That sweet and sour. Yep. Sweet. sweet. We remember. We sweet, remember. Savory. It's yeah. it's microwave cheese pizza <laughs> with strawberry frosting, chocolate sauce, and dill pickles. And we saw what happened last week when I mixed uh, chocolate <laughs> with anything. So, do you, you really cried. want to do one as well? I think someone else should do one. It's someone. No, okay, I don't want that one. <laughs> there you go. And Serena, Serena will have the, the peanut sandwich. butter. What are you sandwich? getting off with? Huh? <laughs> All right. I like this. Everyone will share the sandwich. Wait. So what's the point of us drawing names? I don't know. <laughs> is the question. I don't know. You know what? This is what happens when it's live. Okay. <laughs> Done. Here we go. All right. Pick up your Oreo. Look, Pastor no, wants an no, Oreo. Is there any no, cream in the, Did you take the cream out? <laughs> I'm not going to eat it because that's not a good No, the cream's in the there. Rules. Oh, it's dripping. Oh, yeah, okay, here we go. One. Oh. Two. This is spicy. Three. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's a really. You didn't even. Garlic. <laughs> you didn't oh. even do anything. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so gross. Oh, doing well? Serena's soggy. She didn't. All she got was a little bit of bread. She could just smell it. Um, so, 
<laughs> so that's disgusting. Wait, what caused the sogginess in the? Is it like the hot sauce? They're kind of stale. They're kind of stale. Tiffany <laughs> Jenkins says, "Sounds like something Silas would eat." Oh. <laughs> Oh, Can no. you taste oh, it? Oh yeah, yeah. Look at how look many at peppers, peppers are on this. That's insane. Do you insane. remember how oh, I did with the gracious. hot sauce challenge? Okay, I think Buddy needs to eat the sandwich. I think that goes against the rules of what's unfortunate. <laughs> I think it lied. The rules just, it, this is like whose line is it anyway? The rules don't super matter right now. And the point, well, if the rules well, don't matter in the point, the, I'm going to make up the rules. So quickly, so I'll do it. it. The garlic is spicy talk. too. Okay. Is it? Let's do this. Okay. See, all right. Take a big bite. You get. You got to go all the way in. Like I did. All the way in. Oh. Mm. How disgusting was that? Okay, so this pizza. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Sure. I'm good. What is this? That pastor is okay. The camera can go to pastor. Oreo. I need it probably. Oreo with mayonnaise and sweet and spicy sriracha. Buddy, Buddy's eyes are tearing up right now. Like, Buddy, are you okay? Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm great. <laughs> I'm fine. I would say Honestly, in spicy. theory, it sounded like it would be good. It was not. In practice? <laughs> in reality. In reality? I'd right. give it a 5 out of 10. It's not horrible. This pizza is like a 3 out of this 10. Hot. It's disgusting. You want to try this one? Okay. What kind of peppers I'll switch with those? you. I have chills. Mayonnaise and sriracha. Yes. Chills. Okay, so yeah, go to Pastor and then Serena and I will swap and we'll try. Cheers. Yeah. Whoa. That's Did impressive. you just eat the whole thing? Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Look at Pastor. <laughs> <laughs> See, Pastor wins like every game he plays, so. So he went big. Is, it, is this one? How you doing? It's pretty gross. <laughs> yeah, it is. Gross. Yeah, I was, yeah, it is. I was genuinely hoping for something not, a little more. It's not horrible. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> it was horrible. Okay. The texture, especially of how soggy it was. It was soggy. That was pretty <laughs> gross. Okay, so Serena. That was probably and the worst part of it. <laughs> Serena and I have switched. Serena has the dessert pizza, and I have the sandwich of doom. Just take a big, okay. big old bite. Big bite. One, two, three. That is not a big bite. <laughs> what kind of this one? I don't think Serena understands the definition not of a big good. bite. I got two bites. Not good. That's better. That's better. Oh man. Is it better? Gross. Mm -hmm. <laughs> not good. It's gross, but it's not bad. I am so sorry. I have a feeling that Barrett says that that's not good. Oh, that's so bad. Mm-hmm. You what, what need kind to of have peppers a bite is that? This Oreo. Huh. I had a whole one. Hey, Marky, you, you take an end of the arrow. <laughs> take an end of the arrow. So we're just eating everything. Yep, that's pretty much that's what's happening everyone at this point. Eating you know, everything. See, that's when I had to shove cheese, like hot Cheetos <laughs> up my nose, <laughs> nobody else, or hot Cheetos up my nose, nobody else participated. But whenever Barrett gets the unfortunate thing, she's like, everyone participates. It's what happens when it's live. Paul says, this brings me joy. And that's really, that's what it's for, Paul. Okay, how, how you doing? How was that? Those were jalapenos. They're whatever no, she, is above she said jalapenos. They're hotter than jalapenos. What are they? Uh, they start peppers. with an S. Uh, they're from Walmart. Serrano. That oh, one, Serranos. Serranos. I think that was more disgusting than the sandwich. Yeah. I think the pizza was. I grosser. think the sandwich was grosser. I can Ooh. eat the sandwich. It's not I, bad. You want to try the pizza? Nah. I'm okay. I'm good. <laughs> Go, Marky. Wow, Marky's, Marky's spunky today. today. Like, Marky. There's, there's still half an Oreo left. <gasps> um, 
Nah. Mm-mm. Is, is, was there a bite taken out of it? Yeah, it me. Like, I took a bite. But you can get it without hitting the bite. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> go, Marky, go. Oh, that was a salt. Look at all the juice oh. squeezing out as you're biting. I don't, yeah. the commentary oh. is not appreciated. <laughs> oh, that's so gross. That's a great face. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> not good. I don't know which one, one was worse for you. Whose idea was it to make all the challenges eating gross Nothing. Food? These are not curious. as bad as the Oreo. <laughs> the Oreo's the, Oreo the worst? Oreo is the worst. Okay, bring the last half of it. Oh. It was my challenge. I'll Ooh. eat all well, of that. Well done. Well done. Stepping up. Stepping I'll up. I'll do it. Let me tell you, I made all of these as well. She's... And the when I made the Oreo, I gagged. Like, I... I... <gasps> It's like, the, the, oh, it's congealed on the ends. Is, the, this congealed. one was the least bad. It, I think the pizza was What first. a word. Look mm. at it. It looks like cheese because the mayonnaise. Oh. Did, did the hot sauce cook the mayonnaise? <laughs> <laughs> was that the worst out of the three? Oh. <laughs> um, she, she's okay, right? <laughs> Not them. <laughs> Not good. Are there tears? Huh. No tears for No tears? No tears. I pretended it was cream cheese the whole time. <laughs> like, as I'm going, I'm like, that's... Oh, but there's the spice. Wow. <laughs> okay. I still think that the pizza no. is really? worse. No, no, no. I still think it's no. worse. No. Well, that was all not good. That Pastor, there's a fun. nice chunk here that mm -hmm. doesn't have any bite. I have to cheat. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is. Okay, well, that's what's unfortunate. We all participated in what's unfortunate. unfortunate. Thanks, team. Love y'all. Well, I want to go gargle. And now it's time for the man who would be king. It's going to be a good one. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hey guys, welcome to What's the Word today. We're continuing with the man who would be king, the man who would be a leader. And uh, we're going to jump into 2 Samuel chapter 5. And I uh, hope you all are having a great day. If you haven't shared the broadcast already, please share the broadcast. And uh, let's study uh, the Word to show ourselves approved. And let's study to see what the Lord has to say about being a leader, traits and character and uh, the fruit of the Spirit that we can walk in so that we'll be the leader and uh, that God has called us to be. So what just happened was that David became the king over all of Israel and Judah. And we're going to start in verse 6, 2 Samuel chapter 5, verse 6. I'm having to get Oreo out of my head. <laughs> like, I still taste it. It was pretty gross. And um, that is real unfortunate. Um, Verse 6, now the king and his men went to Jerusalem against the Jebusites, 
the inhabitants of the land. And they said to David, You shall not come in here, but the blind and lame will turn you away, thinking David cannot enter here. So what you have is in, uh, in the area of where Jerusalem would be that we know it of today, that land was occupied by the Jebusites. And uh, God had given them all the land of Israel. He said, this is, this is your land. And uh, there were ungodly people spread across the land. Uh, and there were people that were not covenant people. They were not going to walk in the promises of God. And God says, I'm going to give you this land. And so here was the next place where the Lord sent uh, the Israelites. And so one of the things that happens is the Jebusites were so uh, dug in and they were so entrenched, they actually had a fortress. You're going to see here, this is right at Jerusalem, and uh, they thought there's no way David's getting in here. And I'll tell you that this actually ties into one of the most interesting stories uh, and interesting points that we talked about when I went on the trip to Israel, uh, standing in the city of David overlooking Jerusalem. And uh, it talks about this exact moment is what we talked about. And it's actually something that's fairly new for uh, many, many, many years. Uh, they thought that basically Jerusalem, the city itself right there, uh, the, the hilltop in Jerusalem, uh, was where David actually made his palace. But what they found is a lot of evidence uh, that actually outside the walls of Jerusalem is what's uh, called the city of David. And uh, it's very interesting. It was fortified. Uh, it had uh, some beautiful artwork and masonry and all of these pieces uh, that were there. And it was sitting up on a hill. It would have been very, very difficult to take in battle. And so here's the Jebusites going, there's no way David's getting in here. And he said, look, we don't even have to set soldiers up. It's so hard for him to get in here. We wouldn't even have to set soldiers up. All we'd have to do is put the blind and the lame out there and they could fight, fight off David and all his men. And uh, so it's interesting in what's said in the next couple of verses, it gives you insight into how they actually won. Uh, so they said this so much, all right? They said this so much that the saying was a pain in the butt <laughs> to David's ears. It was a pain. He got tired of hearing it, and you're going to see that. So they, they're like, even the blind and the lame could keep David out, if they said it in our English today. Even the blind and the lame could keep David out of, out of here. Even the blind and the lame, you know, not the soldier. All right, so now watch. Verse 7, Nevertheless, David captured the stronghold of Zion, that is, the city of David. So uh, approximately, I think it's about somewhere between 15, 10 to 20 years ago, uh, they found remnants of a city that was buried. One of the most interesting things that I've ever seen uh, in, uh, in the world is the depth of archaeology that was in Jerusalem. Uh, here we think, you know, archaeology, I think maybe, you know, two, three feet deep 
over the last you know, couple hundred years. Literally, I saw one place where the archaeology went down like 20 feet deep, 30 feet deep, and there were remains. So this city basically has been folded upon itself so many times that there is, there's 10, 20, 30, 40 feet worth of depth of archaeology. Uh, one of the coolest things that they found uh, recently was a actually a, a walkway that leads right up to, uh, I believe it's the southern gate of uh, the walls of Jerusalem. And uh, there's a walkway that Jesus would have walked on. And uh, they've, it's amazing. We went down underground and we're looking at it. It was just an amazing thing. But one of the things is very, very recently under a lot, a lot of dirt, a lot of ground, they started finding the remnants of the city of David. And so whereas they thought the city of David was in the center, uh, in, in the walls of Jerusalem, it actually is outside the walls. And um, very interesting. I, I could point point it to you on a map. But here's one of the most interesting points of it, very cool, is this was a fortress and it was very hard to get in. There's many people had come up against them and they could not enter in to the place where the Jebusites were. So now watch what it says here, because David won. The Lord empowered him and he won. So watch this. He says, uh, verse 8, David said on that day, whoever would strike the Jebusites, let him reach the lame and the blind who are hated by David's soul because they talked about that so much. They said it so much. Look at this, through the water tunnel. Therefore, they say the blind or the lame shall not come into the house uh, even to this, even to this day, they would say when this was written, they would say no blind and lame are coming in the, into this house because it had been said so much that David begun to hate the saying of the blind and the lame. But regardless of what the Jebusite said, David won, and so uh, so David lived in the stronghold and called it the city of David. And David built all around from the millow and inward. David became greater and greater for the Lord God of of host was with him. So one of the things that was interesting is in the in the walled city of Jerusalem, uh, if this, just to give you uh, you know a look at it, just say it was pretty much square, and this was the eastern side, this was the western side, north and south. Uh, right down here, right below uh, the southern wall of Jerusalem, is where the city of David is. And when you go into that, you can see the archaeology and the walls. And you're talking about no wonder people hadn't won. I was able, I took pictures of the wall that was pure stone blocks sitting on each other. And it was probably 16 feet thick. Um, I mean, just walls upon walls. Imagine what it would take to get through that in this time. And it was sitting on top of a hill on top of a mountain. It would just be almost impenetrable. However... It had to have water. And you notice here in, uh, in verse 8, it said, if they're going to reach the blind and the lame, let them reach through the water tunnel. So when we were sitting at the city of David, uh, the, our guide pointed and they said, you see right down there, there's a little house. Inside that house is a natural spring. And it's the only spring that would have fed this area. So they had a tunnel from the fortress down to 
the water spring and they would go down and get water and bring it back up. And so everybody attacked the fortress and that's why they lost. But David sent men, uh, some of the old history books show that David sent men through the water tunnel and they came up inside of the fortress and that's how they took the city of David. And uh, it's one of the most interesting moments. I wish you could have seen the city of David there. It's really quite an uh, interesting thing. It was, uh, it was really neat. All right, so one of the things that I want you to see is a leader, there's, uh, turn with me to Proverbs 24 and verse 3 and 4. Proverbs 24, verse 3 and 4. One of my favorite sets of scriptures. Proverbs 24, verse 3 says, By wisdom a house is built, and by understanding it is established, and by knowledge the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. So here, many times in the Bible, you have uh, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding uh, mentioned. But many times, actual, the original words in the Hebrew are switched so that you know, what is translated wisdom here may be translated understanding over here. It doesn't happen all the time, but you see it quite a lot. What I like about these two verses is here in two verses, you have all three wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, and you have the fruit that they produce. So it gives us a good study on what each one is. So um, a while back, I did a study on this called Built, Established, and Field. This was in the second year of uh, our church. And one of the things that we talked about is that wisdom will build the house, what it says, understanding will establish the house, and knowledge will fill the house with all precious and pleasant riches. While I was doing this teaching, this was in 2010, uh, the Lord spoke to me and he said, in 2011, I want boomerang built, established, and filled. Uh, and I knew that meant filled with all precious and pleasant riches. And by the end of 2011, the Lord had given us so much stuff. Uh, the building that we were in now, we didn't have in 2010. We got a new building and God filled it with all precious and pleasant riches, so much so that we didn't have room enough to store it. And it was not like cheap, uh, cheap stuff. It was high quality stuff that men, much of it we still have to this day. I mean, just some great, great stuff. And uh, so the Lord kept this promise. But one of the things I want you to see is wisdom. When we did this study on this and I did this series, wisdom really uh, speaks to skill. So this is learned information, learned information. Knowledge is simply, when it, the Bible talks about knowledge, most of the time it's talking about uh, factual and trivial knowledge about God, about His ways, about His goodness. And so when you see that wisdom comes, that's like you would get, gain wisdom by going to school or by studying the Word and getting a, a natural wisdom about that. It's a skill. It's taught in that way. Knowledge is like your trivial information. Uh, many times I've said that knowledge are the building blocks and wisdom knows how to put it together. That's why by wisdom the house is built. Okay? So many times we can pick up different pieces of scripture and build knowledge and then uh, wisdom will show you how to put those pieces together to form them into a tool or a weapon in the kingdom of God or it will show you how to build your house. Wisdom is proper use of knowledge 
And, uh, but one of the things that was the most interesting in this is understanding. Understanding is establishment. Understanding would take you to the place where that wall uh, would be standing straight up. It would be established. It wouldn't be established with a lean to it. Uh, it would be established plumb. It would be uh, set straight. It would be solid. It was an establishment. And one of the things that we looked into and we started to understand, it was that understanding was something that came by the Spirit of God. So wisdom, uh, knowledge you would get uh, by studying to show yourself approved. Wisdom could be taught by taking that knowledge and combining it. But understanding seemed to be uh, the majority of it, something that was only learned by listening to the voice of God or listening to the Holy Ghost. And so the Lord gave me this example. If I go to school, I can learn how to build a house. Uh, if I go to school, I can, I can fill it with knowledge. If I have knowledge of this business is going to go up, I can invest in that business. Uh, I'll give you something right now. Uh, the person who gets very good at customer service is going to be the winner here in just a short period of time. Because you'll see that the world goes in cycles. And uh, right now we're in a cycle where, I mean, customer service just stinks. Uh, I can give you example after example after example of, of customer service that's just horrible today. Well, the person who recognized that, I believe the Lord specifically shown me that to tell people who will listen. If you get your business, your organization good in customer service, it's going to stick out. Um, just recently I got a... Um, just recently, I received something from a company that we had ordered some parts for. And uh, I got a phone call from them. I got an email from them. In the box that they sent me was a pack of candy. And uh, I was like, hallelujah. And it was a nice, they even sent a sticker uh, that I could put on, you know, something. I mean, talk about customer service. It was awesome. It it impressed me. It made a difference. If you learn to get inside of customer service right now, it's going to benefit you. So that's a word of knowledge, and that kind of knowledge will fill you, fill your house with precious and pleasant riches. Wisdom will take those pieces of knowledge and uh, combine them together. That will build the house. So if I went to school, I could gain some pieces of knowledge, and I could learn how to put them together, and I could learn how to build a house. Uh, you could learn that on YouTube practically today. Uh, but one of the things that I couldn't see is how to build a house that will stand up, let's say, that in five years' time there's going to be a major uh, hurricane that comes across wherever I'm building that house. How do I know that? How would I know that? How would I know how to prepare for that? You would know how to prepare for that by simply paying attention to the Holy Ghost. So if the, you would say, Lord, what do I do? And maybe the Lord says, I'm going to establish what you're building by simply telling you that as you build on each, on each one, put yourself an extra brace in there. Put yourself one extra brace. Well, it's not called for. I know it's not called for. I'm giving you understanding. And then five years later, when the storm comes through, when the storm comes through and it blows down all the other buildings and houses around you, yours will stand strong. And while everybody is out in the storm fearing for their life, you can provide security in the name of Jesus and keep all the precious and pleasant riches for yourself. And when recovery comes, you're already in advance. That's the power of establishment through understanding. It always comes through 
It always comes through listening to the Holy Ghost. That's why it's so important to have fellowship and relationship with our Father. Because He loves you, He has the best for you, and He wants to establish you. He will keep your walls straight. He will keep them standing upright. But you have to listen to Him. I can say even in the church. So for example, you know, we've been going through uh, this time in 2020. Uh, corona, uh, coronavirus, the riots, the lockdowns, all this stuff in 2020. By listening to the Holy Ghost over the uh, past few years, we've been seeking after the things of God. He said, there's a, he basically told us there's a shaking that's coming. There's a, there's a, uh, a separation. There'll be a sifting that will be between people that really believe and people that don't believe and you need to be prepared for it. Get on fire now. Don't be lukewarm. I've been preaching that for the past three, four years. Is that correct? And uh, I mean, I've been preaching it, preaching, preaching. Listen, there's coming a time where it's, we're going to tell, we're going to be able to tell real clearly who believes and who doesn't. What was that? That was the understanding of the leading of God, a loving Father to prepare us. And anybody who listened to that was prepared. I can tell you through this period of time, we've not gone backwards. We've gone forward. We have more people coming. We have more giving. We have, we, we've gone forward. Why? Because the Lord has established us. It's very important for us to see this. Now, I want you to know, you can't have establishment through the understanding of the Holy Ghost, until you have relationship with the Father and, and you have intimate fellowship with Him. If I wouldn't have had intimate fellowship with Him, I wouldn't have been preaching that. If I wouldn't have had a relationship, who was going to tell me this? How would I connect with this information? How would I be prepared? How would then the people be prepared? So if you, if you want to walk in this, one of the keys is that your relationship with God is in the utmost. In uh, Acts 17, 28, it says, in Jesus, in Christ, in Him, we live and move and have our being. In Him, you can live, you can move and have your being. You can have everything that you need, wherever you need, and anything that you need to come into being, God can bring it into being as we are in intimate fellowship in Him. Uh, so you can have that simply by connecting with God. This is what David had. And right here, he, he's got wisdom. He's got wisdom how to win a battle. But that wasn't going to help him with the Jebusites. He had knowledge that will fill his house. It's already filling his house. He had knowledge, but that was not going to help him. Here he got some understanding through his relationship with God. And the understanding of God said, use the water tunnel. And the water tunnel gave him the victory. So see, you have to understand what is God doing? What is he about? He will show you where the water tunnel is. He will show you, all right, the devil's been coming against you. The devil's been coming against your life. Where's the water tunnel, Lord? Where's the water tunnel? Show me the water tunnel. Show me the thing that will draw me to victory. Show me that water tunnel. But see, this comes through relationship through Jesus Christ. So right now, I just pray. 
You know, I don't know what you've been doing. I don't know what's been going on in your life. But whatever's been coming against you, whatever's been taunting you, saying, I don't even have to hardly give you any effort. The easiest of my forces could come against you. Whatever that's been in your life, if it's been sickness, if, it, if it's been poverty, whatever that is that's been in your life, I pray right now that the Lord will give you understanding. Lord, where's the water tunnel? Where's the linchpin? Where's that key log? That once you remove that, all the weapons formed against the people watching and hearing this will fall in Jesus' name. Where's that water tunnel, Lord? Lord, give them understanding. A leader, and please put this in the comments, a leader understands or a leader knows to have, let me, let me say it this way, a leader constantly maintains intimate fellowship with Jesus. A leader constantly maintains intimate fellowship with Jesus. Many times, I'm telling you, when you're in your business looking for an answer, when you're in your church looking for an answer, when you're in your home uh, looking for an answer with your, with your children, when you're in a home looking for an answer in your finances, in your health, it's always found in Christ. That's where understanding comes and that's where you'll be established. That's where your foundation will be solid, where the walls of your life will stand up straight. It's always found in Jesus, in Him, in Him, in Christ. In Christ. And that's what he paid for us to have. An intimate fellowship with him. A good leader knows that every answer I'll ever need or I'll ever want is found in Jesus. A good leader will know that. It's always, always, always found in him. Amen. Glory to God. So right now, I, you know, here's the thing to do though. Many times people's relationships with the Father and through Jesus... They're, they're lacking. There's pieces of their relationship where they're sitting there and it's like, I just, I don't feel like he's answering me. I don't feel like it. And what we need to do is we need to repent from where we've been and go back to what God has told us to do and say, Lord, I just ask you right now. I recognize something's been off. I'm a, I don't know what it is, but something's been off. But right now in the name of Jesus, Jesus, you are the Lord of my life. Anything you tell me to do, I'll do. I don't care what it is. You know better than I do, and you love me so much. Anything you tell me is going to be awesome. Lord, right now, whatever you tell me to do, I will do. Whatever you tell me to do, I'll do. You're my Lord, and I believe that you died for me and my sins, and I believe that God brought you back to life. And when he brought you back to life, he raised me up too. And so that's what happens when somebody gets born again. That's what happens when they renew their commitment to God. And so right now, if you want to find the water tunnel and you want to invade that fortress, that stronghold that's been standing against you, the beginning of it always starts just like David started out in the fields as a shepherd, worshiping in intimate fellowship with God. See, his fellowship with God told him what to do where to go, gave him understanding that established the house of a great king. So let's just pray that right now. Just pray with me. Just say, Jesus, today I make you the Lord of my life. I'll do whatever you say. I believe in you. I trust you to save me. 
to guide me. I believe that you died for me, that you took my sins on you. I will not sin against you again. And I believe that God brought you back to life from the dead. And I believe that I am raised up with you and I abide with you right now. And in you, I will have life to the full till it overflows. Jesus, I ask you to baptize me in the Holy Spirit and fire. In the name of Jesus, I believe I receive it. I have intimate fellowship with God right now through Christ in Jesus' name. Now let me just pray for you. Father, right now, let every person that's hearing this or watch this, Lord, let their life go up. Let their life go up. Lord, show them the water tunnel. Show them the intimate fellowship that carries every answer. Show them the linchpin. Show them the key log that once they pull that pin, once they remove that log, everything in their life flows by your design and nothing will be held back. Lord, show it to them today in Jesus' name. Lord, show it to them today in the name of Jesus. Lord, show it to them today in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. We just praise you and we worship you in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you. I just praise God that he is going to remove some burdens for you today. I mean, he is going to remove some burdens uh, for you today. Amen. Thank you, Priscilla, for that sowing of your seed. Uh, if you would like to follow her example there in sowing that seed, uh, you can do that on Facebook. Hashtag donate and then put the amount after that like she did there. If you're anywhere else, you can go to givebc.org. They'll put that uh, graphic up on the screen right now. Here's what I want you to see. Many times, and watch this, the word says, as long as the earth remains in, in Genesis 8.22, the Bible says, as long as the earth remains, seed, time, and harvest will remain. That's a promise of God. In other words, no matter what you do, you will always be able to plant a seed. Now, sometimes those seeds are physical, sometimes they're spiritual, but that's the thing that always happens uh, in finances. When you sow into the kingdom of God, God, Jesus made it clear in Mark chapter 10 that if you sow for my sake or for the gospel's sake, you will reap now in this time and you'll reap in the time to come, eternal life. And he says, look, you're going to reap in two different ages based off of what you do now. Many times, this is the, hear this please, many times, this is the very uh, waterway. This is the, this is the log jam. This is, this is the way that God will show people to get out. What he's saying is, I want to get a harvest to you right now. And I'll show you the water path. I'll show you the water tunnel. And the water tunnel is that you set your heart to be a giver. And all of a sudden, when you set your heart to be a giver, God will provide an opportunity, a field to plant it in. And you want to be looking for that field that produces a lot of fruit. You know, uh, we're, we're one of those fields. You know, listen, we, 
We win souls all the time, over 1,400 already, even with the lockdown this year. We see the power of God all the time. We're not, this broadcast is, is given to you and sown to you. That's the kind of field that you're looking for, one that's operating in the fruitfulness of God. And here's what will happen. God will say, you'll, you'll be praying, Lord, I need help in this area. I need help in this area. Please show me the water tunnel. If you'll see that, I need to know how to win this battle. I need to know how to get my harvest in. And what he'll say is, okay, I'll show you the water tunnel. And the Holy Spirit will start to give you understanding. And what he'll do is he'll draw you to a field. And that field will then say, here's where the seed needs to be planted. And, and the opportunity is for us to take the seed that we purposed in our heart, make sure that we plant it in that field, and that's the water tunnel that brings your uh, increase. So many times, so many times, Nicole and I have seen this come to pass, and you will see it because God's not a respecter of persons. So today you have that opportunity. If you would like to sow into the ministry, you're welcome to. You don't have to. Give out of the cheerfulness and the abundance of your heart. Many times this is the exact water tunnel that God will show you to take a stronghold in your life. We've seen it time and time again. So Father, right now I just declare everybody who's giving today... Whether it, whether it be online or they, they give it in person or mail it in, whatever it is, Lord, whatever they're doing, whatever they're giving out of the cheerfulness and the abundance of their heart, let it be multiplied, pressed down, shaken together and running over into their lives. Lord, multiply that seed sown today in Jesus' name. Lord, let this be the water tunnel that gives them the stronghold that's been standing against them in Jesus' name. I just declare for every for every one, every seed that's already been sown, the ones I can see and the ones I can't see, Lord, for Priscilla, for Buddy, uh, for Barrett, Lord, right now in Jesus' name, let that seed be multiplied and returned to them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And why do we talk about that each day? Well, one, basically this, the Lord told us to talk about it. And uh, because people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge, the Bible says so clearly, many people don't know that a seed or a giving is the exact way that God's trying to lead them to, through the water tunnel to break into the stronghold that's been standing against them. They don't see that. They don't understand that because they've not been taught on it. Well, now you're learning, you're seeing that. Or if you've already known it, it's confirmed to you and you're like, I knew it. I knew I was doing the right thing. Glory to God. I love it what Priscilla, she said, praise God. Hallelujah. You're breaking through in Jesus' name. Priscilla, I'm telling you, uh, she's sitting here. I'm telling you, you have broken through something when you realize I'm sowing every time. Something happened inside of you and there's breakthrough coming. Amen. Break, I mean, you've already seen breakthrough. I'm telling you, there's even more that's coming. You broke through something. You broke through something in Jesus' name. Amen. She's been faithful. As soon as she got that revelation, she recognized the anointing of God. She got that. She's been faithful in that. Hallelujah. Well, thank you for being here today. Thanks for sharing the broadcast. And Barrett's going to tell you what we're up to tomorrow. I bet it's fun. I bet it's going to be good. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Well, Tomorrow, we have coming up tomorrow, we have a Star Wars movie parody tomorrow. It's going to be amazing. So make sure that you tune in for that. It's going to be such a good one. We've got um, just really all awesome stuff. We've got a taste test challenge coming up. Remember the blindfolded, like, 
French fries that we did last week, we're doing it tomorrow with, you'll have to find out. But it's going to be such a good one. We really, really enjoy having you guys here in the different segments. We've got some good news coming up and some surprises. But before we hop off, each day we want to leave this broadcast, we want to leave you with a confession in your mouth and in your spirit of the Word of God. So today we have confession number five. And as we pray this out together, you know, the word tells us that if we, in Mark uh, chapter 11, verse 23, that whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will come to pass, he will have what he says. So as we make say these confessions each day, believe that you have what you say and you'll have it. So today's confession, number five. Say this with me as we pray this out. We walk in the fullness of faith, hope, and love. We win souls. We love righteousness, hate sin, walk in holiness, and are anointed by God. In the name of Jesus, every person watching this broadcast, they are anointed by God to win souls, to walk as Jesus walked, and we can have it. It's ours today. It's yours today. And we thank you so much for being with us. Join us tomorrow on our Friday installment of Lunch Plus. It's going to be a good one. We'll see you soon. Have a good day.